everyone, welcome back to The Resilience Pod, the podcast helping you become resilient in our world full of disruptions. You're here with me, your host, Rena Singh. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am truly grateful. Have you ever wondered what it takes to win an award in our industry? Have you seen all these people win awards but not entirely sure what they did? Guys, industry awards are a great way to leverage yourself and is something that we should all look at doing and applying for. Today, I am joined and talking to my next guest who has actually won a Resilience Industry Award and she's going to tell us exactly how. She has supported various companies across multiple industries globally to prepare for disruptive events. She is a qualified lead implementer of ISO 22301, an employee representative on her board at her place of work, and also comes with a very interesting background with a master's in psychology, occupational psychology. Wow, how interesting is that? Along with this impressive list of experiences, she is also the winner of CIR, Continuity Insurance and Risks, Newcomer of the Year 2020. So it's with great excitement to introduce to you my next guest on the Resilience Pod, Bethany Warren. Hi, Bethany. How are you? Hi, Rena. I'm very well, thank you. How's things? I'm so glad to have you on the pod for you sharing, you know, your experiences. And we're kind of going to get right into it uh, mm. because this is all about how I won and how you won the, the industry award. And can I just say before I go into my first question and you tell us how all this impressive list for a newcomer, um, truly, <laughs> truly excited that you're going to be sharing your journey. So without further ado, what is it that you did in that space of a year because when we're looking at industry awards it is what you've done in a year that made you win so what are some of the 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 three key things that you did so what's number one that you did okay so that's a very good question um so when i actually joined this sector and when i joined my job i actually had no experience in business continuity whatsoever um i didn't even know it existed to be honest um and you know organizational resilience hadn't heard of it um so i was really starting from scratch so the first kind of thing that i did throughout that year and i still do now is focus a lot on training Mm -hmm. And I'll give you some examples of trainings that I did. So I did the BCI's um, CBCI course. That was a good one. Um, also, as you said, the, the lead implementer, the ISO one um, and the internal auditor. And the thing that I like about, you know, doing those trainings is you not only get to increase your skill set and, you know, your expertise, but you also get to meet, you know, great people and connect with people and um, learn from their experiences as well. So that's definitely one of the kind of plus sides of being able to do that external training. But I'm also aware, you know, not everyone has the opportunity to to be able to do these external trainings for one reason or another. So some other things that I, I did um, during my first appraisal, I actually uh, requested if I could have 30 minutes a day in my diary and it was uh, purely 
focused on personal development and yeah so I I would look at you know webinars um you know any reports the global risk reports um even if it was just checking the news seeing what's going on around the world um and sometimes you know looking through LinkedIn you can find out a lot of stuff through LinkedIn as well um so that was one of the things and then another thing that I did was shadowing a lot within the business and and learning from other people so I'd say you know the first thing I did um and and this was in my um you know application was you know really focusing on that learning training and development that's really interesting and I think a lot of us forget that training element it's like you don't just become good without training and it's really yeah. interesting that you say oh yeah well I actually didn't know anything about business continuity or resilience yeah. because you've got that background in in psychology so really really proactive measures that you've taken now what is what else did you do in, in that space to to win this award okay so The next thing is I definitely took every single opportunity that came my way. And, you know, (laughs) when I'm thinking about it, you know, I don't think I ever said no to any kind of opportunity or thing that I was, you know, asked to do. And um, even though, you know, sometimes I might have felt a bit out of my depth, um, I would still take on the challenge. And I will give you an example now of this. So I think I was about um, eight months into my um, employment And I got given this amazing opportunity um, to assist one of my colleagues um, on some audits and they were taking place in America and China. So I was obviously like, yeah, definitely sign me up. I'll I'll be there. (laughs) Um, So we got to the to Beijing to do the China one. And, you know, I, I was there as a kind of support, um, also learning. I'd done my training um, on, on, you know, auditing. Um, so I had that knowledge, but I was mainly there as, as a support. Um, and we'd concluded the first day of the audit. It was going fine. Everything was great. And um, I remember waking up the next morning to, to, you know, conclude this audit with my colleague. And he had, he had sent me a text message saying, you know, I'm feeling really, really unwell. And, and I thought, oh, no, no, is he going to be all right to, to finish this? And, and you know, it, it turns out, no, he wasn't okay. Um, and, you know, at that moment in time, I thought I really need to step up and, and finish this um, for the client. You know, we don't want to mm. let the client down. And I also didn't want to let my colleague down. You know, he wasn't very well. Um, and I'll always remember, you know, going down to the hotel reception and, um, you know, getting in the taxi. And when I went to get in the taxi, put the seatbelt on, no seatbelts in the taxis. Um, you know, and it, I don't know if you've been to China, but the roads are just completely different to what it's like here. Um, and, you know, at that moment in time, I was kind of just looking around and I thought, wow, I don't think I've ever felt this kind of far away from home in my life. Um, but, you know, I was thinking in my head, I can either, um, you know, have a go at this, try my absolute best, um, and if it goes wrong, I can learn from it, or I can, you know, give up and and not try and never know what could have happened. And for me, that just wasn't an option. You know, I was always going to do it. So, you know, I got to the site, I worked with the business continuity lead, um, concluded all of the interviews, had, you know, the closeout with the senior leadership team, um, and, you know, as a result, we, we met the client um, commitments, um, 
we got all of that done happy client and for me personally like that feeling was just like indescribable or I just felt you know on top of the world and that I could achieve anything um so yeah the point I'm trying to make is you know take those opportunities um if they if they arise because they are perfect to put in your application I love that like it's, I, I get that excitement when you're telling me the story yes. and I, I've read this in in an uh this before in a in a spotlight that you did for mm. the BCI Women in Resilience and just getting that insight from you and scale like being in a different country and then like mm. stepping up when you're just new to it is fantastic because actually if we think about our journeys or whoever's watching or listening to us and thinking how many times have you been in that situation where that's been you it's not mm. completely unique to one person and stuff like that and demonstrating that is really cool so a well done for doing all that <laughs> and and it's scary and stepping up and and doing that because you get that self-confidence but also thank you for sharing that because it feels like Oh, you when when people win these awards, you think, oh, what have they done? And actually, what yeah. you've said so far is so doable. It's feels yeah. it's not. Oh my gosh, I can't do that, so I'm not going to bother. Well, actually, yeah. the two things you said, I, I can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely, sure, no definitely. So moving on from that, I'm quite pumped up now. What yep. about uh, like what else did you do that you would like to share? Okay, so. You know, I said before, I didn't have any experience in business continuity, um, which I didn't. But what I did have is, you know, experience in my studies in psychology and business psychology. Mm-hmm. So what I tried to do is really incorporate that into this world of resilience. And I'll give another example here. Um, and this was also in my application. Um, so it was my first day on the job and I was uh, attending a crisis simulation exercise um, just as an observer um, for a client and you know I have to admit during the crisis simulation I didn't have any idea what was going on um, <laughs> but when it come around to giving the feedback at the end you know I got asked do you have any feedback from from your studies um, and I said you know it yeah, and I gave a completely kind of different perspective on things, really focusing on the human element of crisis events. And when I was, you know, working with clients and, you know, also doing like research and things, I was finding that, you know, businesses are so kind of focused after a crisis event to, to focus on restoring, you know, those business critical um, processes and procedures. But it's almost like they forget that it's their employees that they're actually, you know, really relying on to actually do that. Um, And and that's something that I'm really kind of passionate about. Um, And I think, you know, having that something I'm passionate about and that also links to my studies has really helped me be, um, you know, a bit more innovative and help me find gaps within what we're currently doing. So um, another example is, you know, I've recently been developing some uh, training slides just on our fight or flight response to, to stress and crises. And it's funny because when I think about, you know, China, that that wasn't a, obviously an organizational crisis, but that was a, a mini crisis for me. Mm. And, you know, I was re- relying on my own resilience there. And I yeah. definitely experienced that kind of like physiological bodily response to stress, that that kind of rapid heart rate, you know, you get the sweaty palms, um, things like that. So I was experiencing all of that. Um, and I think, you know, we forget that 
we're actually asking our employees to command a crisis sometimes under those conditions. And, and that's really why, you know, training and exercising and building our employees' competency is so, so important. So the point I'm trying to make here is, you know, try and find an area that you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's so many different ways into resilience now. Mm-hmm. So it's not always that, you know, coming from that military or emergency services background, you know, you don't have to come from from there anymore. Um, you know, whatever kind of background you've got, whatever degree you've got, um, whatever experience you've got, I can guarantee you can somehow relate it into resilience somehow. Yeah, that's that's such a insightful um, look into kind of your story there and, and a little mm. tip, actually, which uh, which is a bonus there that we've got, because actually a lot of us don't realise that that it's the spectrum is wider wider than that and I love the whole human aspect of it and Mm. that's what we're at the resilience pod is all about so definitely it's really important and I love that you have that take on it as well because you've got that degree and it's not it's actually making it relevant Mm -hmm. which then actually demonstrates the the successes you've had in such a short time in your career which is so commendable because you're relating those together um and and being self-aware so that's fantastic um so thank you for that those kind of like this guys this is an insight into what bethany did to win and you don't get that all the time no one shares that so mm. you know i think just you sharing that i'm going to say it again is really helpful to all of us is there it terms of before we move on is there anything else that you'd like to share on what you did um to to win any last words yeah so um you know I think what rounds up you know everything that I've been talking about is I definitely um tried to adopt a growth mindset in everything that I do um and you know I was introduced to the growth and the fixed mindset during my studies um I actually studied it for my master's in my dissertation Um, And, you know, I don't want to be cringy, but it really did change my life, Um, you know, and, you know, anyone can can adopt this way of thinking. Um, And for anyone that doesn't know, you know, what a fixed or a growth mindset is. So when you have a growth mindset, you know, you really believe that your intelligence can be developed, you know, through hard work and effort. You have this real kind of desire um, to learn and you challenge yourself and also persist in the face of uh, any setbacks and really view those as learning opportunities or opportunities to grow. And on the other hand, you know, you have this fixed mindset where thinking and you believe that your intelligence is almost static and, mm-hmm. and you can't change it. And, you know, people will always say something like, oh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Um, that kind of saying, that, that's a fixed mindset way of thinking. And they also, you know, if you've got this fixed mindset way of thinking, you're also, you know, shy away from things that challenge you. And I will give an example of me because I was, I definitely had a fixed mindset way of thinking, um, you know, before I was introduced to this. And I didn't even know, you know, that I had that at the time. Um, But during my university um, degree, you know, if I ever got given the opportunity to do an essay over a presentation, I would always choose the essay (laughs) because I knew (laughs) I knew I was good at essays and I knew I, you know, presentations, I just it it didn't, you know, come naturally to me. I was I was a bit, you know, 
very scared of them um, and I wasn't very good at them so I thought well I'm going to pick the essay option mm-hmm. and the issue with doing that is you know you're really shying away from your weaknesses you're not you're not tackling what you're you're weak at you're strengthening what you're good at but um you know to be a well-rounded like individual with your skills it's really good to you know acknowledge your weaknesses and and work on these as well um and yeah just going back to you know that that presenting example and how I've kind of changed myself as a person. Now I, you know, take on every opportunity that I get to, to practice this. So I've been on a public speaking course. I've led on the client calls. I've presented to clients. Um, you know, I, I helped my colleague present a webinar last year and now I'm on this podcast. So, you know, I, I'm making progress, but I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without this growth mindset where thinking. And, you know, if you take anything away from this podcast today, it is the growth mindset. Definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much. Uh, you definitely speak my love language on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's definitely correct. And it, it, it's it's just it's a little bit more than just what did you do at work is there's a whole combination of of these things and you're a whole rounded person and I love that you shared some of your fixed mindsets and yes. and, and being really real with us um uh, because that's what the resilience pod is about um mm-hmm. I only bring my audience the best <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah thank you for sharing that and I think it's given people it's definitely given me more inspiration to start thinking about like what I do and then whether I could put that into an entry now moving on from that there's a stigma around this when I speak to lots of people in the industry like oh I could never apply for an award because like oh I don't think I've done enough or or like why should I like someone else will do that for me you know what having won this award and you've gone through such such immense growth um Mm -hmm. in the time and especially in the time that I first met you I don't know if you remember uh, a few years ago where you were like completely new to it and like me and Bethany know each other like in person as well not just virtually um like you've come such a long way so what tips and I really value your opinion and, and insight into this what tips would you give other newbies who want to apply for an award like you did okay so I mean my first tip is going to be pretty obvious um is about the growth mindset obviously um you know just try and adopt that in in everything that you do and you know I'm not going to sit here and pretend that it is easy to do um it's not something that you kind of wake up one day and just have you just kind of have to keep working on it and sometimes I find myself you know falling back into that fixed mindset way of thinking about things and you just have to kind of reframe um your thoughts so um definitely you know the fixed minds uh, the growth mindset um and the good thing about that is you know it's free you don't have to you know go on some course um and spend a thousand pounds to to develop this you know anyone can do it um, so definitely, definitely recommend, you know, having a growth mindset. Um, secondly, you know, this is probably obvious as well from what I've spoke about is just try and be in that constant state of learning. Mm. And, you know, this isn't just important for people who are new or in their careers. This is important for everyone. Um, our intelligence really can be developed and, you know, putting that 30 minutes into my diary a day definitely really helped me, um, you know, just understand what's going on around the world, making me be more risk aware, which is always good for, for us in our jobs. Um, so definitely, you know, 
make sure you're trying to learn, um, you know, all the time. Thirdly, um, I would definitely say, you know, pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone um, and taking every opportunity that that comes your way. Um, I think, you know, the saying is you won't learn anything if you stay within your comfort zone. And, you know, to a certain extent, I do I do believe in that. Um, mm -hmm. I do think when you're outside your comfort zone, you really do learn um, at a much, much quicker pace. And when I think back to, you know, all the opportunities that I took, I'm so, so glad that I did because, you know, now we're in this COVID world, who knows what the post-COVID world is going to look like, you know, is there going to be travel anymore for consultants? Um, there, there might not be, we don't know. So mm. I'm really kind of grateful that I took those um, at the time because, you know, you never know if you're going to get that opportunity again and you don't want to, you know, look at your career five years down the line and think oh why, why didn't I do that and I knew that was what it was going to be like with China I knew if I didn't do it I would look back and think what could mm -hmm. have happened and that's mm -hmm. not I'd rather know what happened and it go wrong <laughs> than you know think what what could have happened if I did that so you know my advice is really just go for it and take those opportunities um my fourth tip is definitely you know, acknowledge your weaknesses and try and find ways to work on them right. um, and try and find, you know, sneaky ways to work on them. So I'll give you an example here of me being the employee representative on the board. So this opportunity came up and, you know, at the time I didn't know what anyone did in a board meeting I didn't I'd never been to a board meeting I had no idea really what the role was about but you know it was an opportunity for me to develop and learn so I said yep sign me up and I ended up getting elected and you know fast forward six months I now present to the board each month present back to the employees um, facilitate discussions so you know, doing that inside the workplace has helped me develop my skills for my day to day job when I'm being a consultant um, and also tackling that, you know, presenting, um, facilitating things like that. So, you know, try and work on your weaknesses um, and be outside of your comfort zone. But, you know, try and look for those kind of small wins where you can do it kind of sneakily. You know, you're not doing it in front of a client every time, um, but you can do it in a kind of safe environment. So, you know, definitely look out for those opportunities. Mm. Um, have I got time for one more? Yes. Yeah, speak? go for it. Yeah, the more <laughs> oh, tips, right. the merrier. Yeah. I will do one more. I will do one more. It's just come to me. Um, so, you know, try and be resilient in the face of setbacks. And this is obviously, this is easier said than done. And, you know, talking <laughs> from my experience, you know, I've beat myself up many a time when, you know, something's gone wrong and you can't stop thinking about it. But mm. you just have to remember, you know, everyone's going to experience these setbacks and things, you know, aren't always going to go quite to plan in your career. Um, and, you know, I think we've all felt it, you know, it does feel absolutely horrible, but the best thing to do, you know, is just don't give up. You just need to persevere. Um, and, you know, I've thought of many times when, you know, presenting or public speaking has gone wrong for me <laughs> during university. <laughs> oh, God, it's awful. Um, and, you know, with that fixed mindset, I, I've just given up and I did. I just shut it in, shut it out. No, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not very good at it. Um, but now I'm really trying to, you know, face those fears, face those things I'm not good at. Um, so, yeah, that, that's my final tip there. 
absolutely fantastic tips Bethany and you know they they are so doable for each and every one of us and yeah they're just fantastic there's one thing that came to my mind when you you've been like sharing your journey in this mm-hmm. is and I know a lot of people face this is like did you when you were applying for these awards did you ever think oh no like shall I nominate myself like will I seem to like is that a good thing mm-hmm. like how did you get that confidence to do that and like there's going to be loads of people watching this or listening thinking oh I don't want yeah. to do it because I don't want to you know I'm, I want to be humble and whatever like what was mm. what what was talk me through what happened in your mind when you went from that application so I mean I remember back at the women in resilience event actually we were talking about it and, and I was like I can't nominate myself you know I can't do that um and and it's weird actually because what happened after that I, I went and looked up um you know to apply for it I spoke to my manager about it and he says do you know what we're already doing your application and so I was like oh, what that's crazy so I mean I I had oversight of the application but they had already started it so it was a quite a weird situation because I was going to apply for it myself <laughs> but I do think you know um if you are applying yourself go for it you know what what have you got to lose um I think you know you may as well and and having that conversation with you during that women in resilience event made me have that confidence to do that so if anyone's listening now and is what you know doesn't know whether to do it definitely definitely just go for it yeah thank you for that it's just like you know I go on about it all the time like everyone should just mm. do self-promotion but it's nice to hear it from you and the impact like our conversation had for you to yeah. do it now now I know like j- just one more thing on the back of that mm-hmm. now we there's people that apply for the wars and they don't get shortlisted like it's okay <laughs> yes um should that stop anybody in the future uh, applying again if they don't get shortlisted or win I think definitely apply again, you know, like, and, and if you don't get shortlisted um, that year, there's nothing saying you won't get shortlisted the next year. Um, and hopefully when you're listening to what, what I've spoke about today, it might, you know, give you some inspiration of things that you can do and, and put into practice. And by all means, I'm more than happy to share my application with anyone. <laughs> so if anyone wants to, you know, get in contact with me and wants to just see what was on mine, you know, word for word, I'm more than happy to share that. But, you know, if if you don't succeed the first time, just, you know, the next time, just make sure you're, you're doing more things to kind of, um, you know, promote yourself and develop your skills yeah absolutely and you know thank you for saying that that's so generous of you showing your (laughs) your application and I feel like in the industry we get quite secretive about what we've done (laughs) and and sometimes I know personally I've wondered like oh what did this person do to win like how can I get inspiration from that and you know what people don't often or not when you ask people they'll be willing to share it but not Mm -hmm. to the extent um where they'll share everything because it's like a competition where it's not where it it is a competition but you can get inspired from it so really thank you so much for offering that and just sharing what you've done because mm-hmm. I'm going to say it again <laughs> that <laughs> that it's not every day you get someone who's won an award coming and sharing exactly what they've done so you need to if you're listening or watching take these tips into play 
So as we come like closer to the end of the podcast, unfortunately, um, you've, I want to ask you a final question. Like you've won okay. this award, Continuity, um, newcomer of the year, 2020 is fantastic. Uh, what now? Okay. That is a really good question. Um, so I'm obviously still new to all of this. Well, I've been in, you know, in this industry for just over two years now. Um, but I would love to, you know, one day apply for those BCI awards. Um, you know, I think it's continuity and resilience consultant. Um, but I know, you know, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I've still got a lot of, you know, learning and, and experience to, to develop myself. Um, but, you know, it's good to have that kind of end goal in sight of where, where I would like to be. Um, I think for me, I'm going to keep, you know, exposing myself to all these different, you know, situations, keep taking those opportunities to develop myself, network with other people in the industry. Um, I definitely want to do more in the industry. Um, I love what the Women in Resilience do. And, you know, one day I'd love to, you know, do a bit more for that. Um, so that's definitely on my kind of bucket list. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, one day I've even considered, you know, presenting or um you know doing a business continuity conference something like that that is probably far away you know I'm still building my confidence but I would love to to do that one day um so that's definitely up there as well um and also you know helping other people in the industry so if there's anyone new to the industry or not new or you know anyone that just wants to reach out to me um on LinkedIn you know please do I think you know like you say sometimes this corporate world can be quite intimidating and scary and and I think you know it's nice to be nice to each other and this industry in particular is really really nice and accommodating um to anyone so um yeah and I'll just say you know final comment is I think if you've got a real kind of eagerness to learn if you're, you know, really enthusiastic about this industry, and I think, you know, I'm going to drop it in there, the growth mindset, I really, really think, you know, you can achieve so much um, in this industry. So, yeah. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. And I love that you're just putting out all these things you want to do into the universe. It's documented. Mm. So it manifestation, yeah. <laughs> it will come true. And, you know, it's fantastic. Thank you once again, Bethany, for taking the time out and investing your time to help us all become resilient uh, as well by sharing this insight. Really do appreciate you for, for doing that. No problem. Um, yeah, thank you. Now, guys, please like take into note and consideration everything that Bethany has shared with us. She is, watch out for her, uh, the future of our industry and she's going to go far. I just know it. Like from the first moment I met you to now, like you have grown so much. I'm like so proud to, to, to know you um, and, you know, just stay, watch out for this lady. Uh, that's all I'm gonna say so I'll leave it at that thank you once again Bethany for joining us on the resilience pod and thank you to all of you guys who are either listening or watching for investing your time in in this um, if you've liked what we've talked about and you've liked this episode then please don't forget to share and comment and let us know your thoughts um, for first dibs on all new content subscribe and visit the resiliencepod.com website uh, join me on the LinkedIn uh, group and um, we're also on Instagram at Resilience Pod. So guys, until next time, this is me, your host Rena Singh, saying thank you and until next time, keep on investing in your resilience.